is Nick and Matt Jackson. You're listening to the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Too sweet. Suck it. Welcome to an all-new episode of the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. This is Corey Richmond joined by Jason Brooks. Jason, welcome back from your little mini vacation away from Chicago. How was how was your time off from the Windy City? As we get ready. Um, yeah, it was good. Got to see a lot of people who I uh, love and care about. Um, got to pretty much catch up on wrestling and uh, say it. So yeah, um, busy week uh, for me, and looking forward to talking uh, wrestling with you today. Yeah, it's, it's a little weird one. Um, I thought that you know we were going to come on today talk about the re- the couple of returns that happened over the last week and a half, and about you know an hour before we started, we had uh, one of those big developments. Uh, WWE announced that uh, Bailey is going to be out for approximately nine months with an injury. Uh, Mike Johnson of PW Insider has confirmed it's a torn ACL. Uh, for the last, you know, two years, she's been one of the focal points of the women's division in WWE main roster and has been really, really good with pretty much everything that the company's had her do. So, I mean, this is a real big hit for, you know, a SmackDown roster that had you like, you know, eight people to begin with. You know, I hope they're able to do something with her while she's gone, you know? Yeah, I think this will give her, give other people a chance to step up. I think Bailey was going to lose the match anyway. Uh, so they were going to have to find something for her to do after this. Um, you know, I could see Sasha returning pretty, pretty soon after this anyway. Um, I could have seen Bailey actually taking time off after this match, uh, as it were. Um, she had to, she had to run with Bianca. They've had this long feud. Um, but an injury sucks. And for a performer at her level, you know, once you tear ACL once, it's, it's easier to tear it again. So obviously we're hoping that she has a quick and speedy recovery. People are like, oh, she might not be back for WrestleMania. It's like, well, let, let's let's see. Um, so hopefully she has a quick and speedy recovery. She's obviously one of the best performers, male or female, in professional wrestling. And um, we hope we hope the best for her. But again, this means someone else is going to have to stand out. You know, do we see a Carmella get a push? Do we see Sasha come back and, you know, they have a rematch at SummerSlam? You know, so... Um, it'll be interesting to see where they go go with this. I didn't, again, I didn't expect um, Bailey to to win anyway, but I do think that I Quit match was going to be a blast. So that I guess is the part that also sucks, you know, and it sucks for Bailey. So hopefully things work out well for her and and she has a, a quick and speedy recovery. But you know, Zelina Vega's return they released 18 million women. So I mean, I don't know what they're going to do there. But now let's see if someone else steps up. Let's see if they give someone else a chance or bring someone from NXT um, because they have some women on a roster. I don't even know really many of the women on SmackDown, but they don't have much star power. They don't have someone who can challenge Bianca Belair and have it be like, okay, they might win. <laughs> like there's like Carmella and Sasha and like, that's kind of it. So um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they do. Well, we're going to bring up the, uh, the Vega return in a, in a little bit, but um, it is going to be interesting seeing who who's able to go and take the mantle. And do they just go with the usual, you know, people that they've gone with forever, like the Carmelos and the Sasha Banks, or, you know, we've heard that they're, that uh, Shotzi Blackheart has done a couple of dark matches. So she could be on her way up. And I think she could be an interesting fit to take over 
you know, as a mainstay. I mean, there's other people in NXT who you could say are more than ready. I mean, you know, Frankie Monet, I think, is a main, maybe not yet, but she's, you know, a, a main roster type of gimmick. I mean, you know, you've got that Io Shirai, who I know just won titles, but she, you know, her next step at some point, as much as we fear, you know, would be the main roster. But, you know, Bailey's 32 years old. She's worked a really tough schedule, like I said, over the last couple of years. Like we mentioned pre-show that she's, you know, had some dangerous matches. I mean, she's not, you know, wrestling in, you know, before, you know, house show. So, I mean, her body was able to go and be good in other aspects. But this injury is, you know, could be a, is a tough one. And we hope that she comes back soon. But I guess, Jay, my, my question on this for you is, we have money in the bank coming up in basically a week and a half. WWE uh, on their Twitter, I don't know if this was an accident, but they wrote, you know, who will fill in for Bailey on money in the banks? But, you know, some people have made this reference maybe they bring back, you know, Sasha Banks early, which, you know, who knows? But if it was you, do you go with, do you just disrupt your money in the bank with, you know, putting a, a Carmelo or a Liv Morgan or someone in there? Or do you rush back Sasha Banks? So what would you do? I would put, I'd put a Liv Morgan. I'd maybe put, give Liv Morgan a shot. Um, like, who cares? Why not? They've had her win some matches. You know, they could do some type of elimination match. She's already kind of proven herself in terms of these wins. Again, it's a pretty big stage. And she's not particularly great in the ring. But, you know, I mean, you you got to see what people do. It's not like Bianca Belair had these amazing five-star matches in NXT. Um, so maybe you give her a shot and see how she does. So, you know, I, I'm all for giving people giving people chances, giving these performers chances. So why not? Um, but I could see them going the Carmelo route. And, and we also have to throw in the fact that this is the first show with fans, right? So... You know, that's also going to be kind of a kind of a thing. So it's unlikely they go to Liv Morgan route. I, I suspect that they'll go the the Carmella route. But you have Carmella wrestle in a, you know, a, a money in a bank and then wrestle for the title. You know, I, I'm, I'm not sure they, you know, or maybe they do a surprise and someone from NXT comes in. I don't see that being the case. I I, I would suspect Carmella or the hot shot Sasha to the to the spot, which I think would be. Uh, not a good idea, but WWE sometimes loves to rush things. And uh, we have a couple of uh, ideas from our Wrestling Life chat group here. Uh, Brian Drake from the Fantasy Football Hustle says, sounds like the perfect spot for Bailey. And Felipe uh, from the Total Basis podcast, uh, which you can check out most Sundays. Good afternoon, gentlemen. It appears the women's revolution is over in WWE with, you know, with a smile. Of course, you know, he's kidding on that. But what's your thoughts about, Could you would you rush back Becky on basically a week and a half notice? And I guess my point of this. Do you rush keep, back, like, back, rush back Becky? What are you, what, what, are, what, are, what are these people? What is Drake nuts? Rush back, back. She just had a child. Either she's gonna, you don't rush back this star performer. Do a storyline. Give her a chance for the fans to get ready for her. Do some vignettes. She just uh, suddenly appears out of nowhere. And then that means she's got to win. So then you're burying Bianca in the process. No, 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 no. This is a time to elevate somebody new. Somebody new. What did we say? Bailey's 32. Sasha's probably around the same age, maybe a little younger. We know Charlotte's around that age. Becky just had a child. 
You know, we know that they have to have some other women really shine. You know, we've seen Rhea Ripley get a big push. Bianca Belair get a big push. So I think now's the time to give somebody else a shot. Because you can have you can have Becky come for SummerSlam. I mean, I, I could see her coming for SummerSlam for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could I could definitely see your, your point there. I mean, that's and I guess the other thing I would wonder on this is, do you keep this as an I quit match or because the heat? No, 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 over? no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You can't. And I quit matches for like a blood feud, which is this has been. Yeah, she's going to go to go against Carmella and it's like, oh, we're going to have an I quit match now. I mean, now, should they do it? No. Will they? I mean, that. It would not surprise me in the least if they did. I think it would be a really bad idea, though. Yeah, and uh, Brian Drake, you know, fights back a little bit. He goes, ratings are in the toilet. Becky's the biggest female star. She's showing videos of herself in shape. You know, Vince wants to to play that card. Yeah, but I mean, what's the difference between uh, two weeks? You know, if 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 Sasha, if if. um, uh, Bianca beats, you know, Liv Morgan, Carmella, and then right after that, Becky Lynch makes a return, or maybe Becky Lynch is the one of the last month, you know, she re- replaces Carmella in the Money in the Bank because Carmella's wrestling for the title and then appears at the Money in the Bank and wins that. I think that's a better move than, oh, now she's going to wrestle. Uh, we didn't, you know, here's here's a surprise. I don't know. I, don't, I think wrestling is about stories, right? It's about telling stories. And I think hot-shotting one of your biggest stars to just show up and wrestle for the title out of nowhere is just not a good story to me. I could, I could respect that. And I guess last thing on this from, from the chat, Felipe went and uh, said, my Murder's Evolution comment was because Jason said, WWE released a lot of female wrestlers. I think he said 18,000 women were released. <laughs> that's an a that's an approximate number. Approximately eighteen thousand women were really. I mean, it was what was it like ten like fifteen ten of ten women? I think like Probably. women. Yeah, it's a lot of women to release when you don't have an especially deep roster. So, but yeah, no. Um, uh, we'll 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 see what happens. But um, but yeah, I it's it is a it is a shame for Bailey because I think. This would have been a hell of a match for her to go out on and to maybe take some time. And now she won't get that opportunity. Yeah. I mean, like I said, we'll, we'll look and we'll, and you could hopefully one of us will be around tonight uh, in regards to watch SmackDown and maybe we'll be able to give a little bit more information. And when you, cause you, of course you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at workshoot pod. One of us usually is around there, you know, looking at these shows and if something interesting happens, we'll throw in a comment or two, but um Jason, the other big thing, at least on SmackDown, and we wish we had better stories when it came to SmackDown, because SmackDown, you know, with Roman Reigns is a very interesting product right now, is uh, even the third or fourth time, depending on where you look at it, Jimmy Uso, who has been part now part of the uh, Roman Reigns Edge storyline, had his fourth, like his third or fourth DWI in the last three years. Now, neither me or Jay, I would think, are going to be super judgy on what people do. But you know what, like on the Jackie podcast, you don't know Jackie podcast, a lot of times I make fun of the fact I don't tip on Uber. But you know, you work for a major company and the idea, the fact no one says you can't drink or have a good time, but you know what, get this guy an Uber when he leaves these situations so he doesn't screw up his career. 
You know, I mean, Jay, you may disagree with me or have a different thought on this, but the idea that, you know, these guys are paid pretty well, his wife's also in the company. I'm not saying the guy's got a drinking problem, but he's got a responsibility problem in regards to when you go out drinking, take an Uber, don't get behind the wheel and jeopardize your life or someone else's. And the way things have gone, how many more, I mean, yes, he's related to uh, Roman Reigns is the biggest star in the company. But at some point, your time's going to run out, especially what you see what they're doing with everybody on releasing people. Jimmy Uso has got to be smarter in his actions. Yeah, so this is his tech, second DWI in two years. He had a DWI in 2019. Um, I think there was some issue with him and Naomi last year. That one, never. there were no charges. Put him there out. were no charges, but you know, whatever, police contact. Uh, in 2013, I believe he had a DWI as well. Okay, so it was a little um, So, I mean, like, right? Like, that's a lot of... A lot of DWIs, and, and and clearly it's one of those things, right? If he if he has had three W three DWIs and gotten caught three times, it is very likely he has had he has had he has done that more, right? So clearly he has some issue, and his his blood alcohol level was like way over the limit. Like I know the the blood alcohol it's point uh, zero eight. I think his was like two point zero two. So it was like way above the limit, right? And so, and again, I'm not Mr. Moral Police. I I don't like trying to pretend to be, but I do think like, man, we got to show some responsibility. We got to do better. We got to do better. If you're having a couple of drinks, like, like get an Uber, like figure some stuff out, like get someone to drive you. Um, and to continue to do this time after time. And Corey, he is blowing the biggest opportunity in his career. He won't have a bigger opportunity than this in his career. They were supposed to get a big push at SummerSlam. I'm not exactly sure what it was going to be, but I think they were going to be kind of a defined stable with Reigns and the Usos. And now what do you do? You put Roman Reigns in a bad spot. You put your brother in a bad spot. Um, you put Naomi in a bad spot. You put the company in a bad spot. And I'm... You know, I don't want to see people lose their jobs, but I, I can you have someone continue to get DWIs? What if he killed somebody? What would you do? What would happen? Um, so I, it's just so irresponsible and so dumb. And, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if you're the WWE, what do you do? You know, if he was, you know, churning out the bottom of the roster, if he was, you know, uh, Ricochet, I know Ricochet is going to be in the money in the bank, but if he was someone of that ilk, like he wouldn't, there's no way. If he was on 205 Live, there's no way he'd still be on the roster right now. He would have been released yesterday. Um, and I guess he's backstage at SmackDown. You know, what we've heard is that WWE officials are really, really upset with him and really mad at him, which obviously makes sense. But man, to blow this kind of opportunity is just... It's, it's, it's insane to me. It's insane to me. He should be ashamed of himself. He really should be. Um, he should be really mad at himself, which I'm sure he is. Uh, but maybe, Corey, the other thing is this guy needs help. You know, um, maybe it's a thing where he really, really needs some help. And hopefully he gets that help. You know, I think that's one way they can save this without releasing him, to be honest with you, is if he goes to some type of, you know, alcohol treatment for a few months and kind of, goes by the wayside i think people he'll be able to come back and be okay 
Um, but I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think it's just such poor decision making on his part. Absolutely. And, and what do you what do you do if you're the WWE now? I mean, I just think it's a tricky situation. I mean, I, I think you have to. Maybe they won't, but I feel you kind of have to write them off TV tonight, and you know, and then bring back, I guess, uh, Jey Uso earlier than they most likely expected. I just, I mean, you know, I don't want to go and be the guy who says, you know, the guys had four chances or three chances, and now we just get rid of them. But I think it's just more of you've got to go and tell Jimmy Uso that it's, you know, you've got to take an, you've got to go and be more responsible. You're well, I, I think now it's it's not just you got to go be more responsible because this is his second time in two years. Yeah, I think now it's either you get or get go, you go into a treatment plan. Or we're releasing you. I think it's. I think now they've given them enough chances. They haven't released them. They've released people for. Now it's. This is your deal. This is the ultimatum we're giving you. Um, and I. I think it's you know one of those two things in my opinion. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I, I, it's a tricky situation, but the Fed's got to figure this out. Now, if it was you, would you write them off TV, actual write off, or would you just take them off TV and be like, you know, it's your your actions have consequences and you're just gone for the moment. Um, because I mean, you kind of, I mean, it's, it's hard cause he's been mentioning him so much. Uh, and how long can you do this? He's disappearing. So it's July, it's the July 9th, right? And SummerSlam is, uh, August 21st. Right. Money in the I bank mean, is next week. Yeah. Well, scratch money in the bank. So you could do some, maybe some 30 day, 30 day treatment. And if he does that and kind of shows that he's better, you can put him in SummerSlam. Maybe that's what you do. Um, but I, I, I don't, you know, I, I think that's, I think that he cannot be on TV for a while. You cannot have a guy just got to do WI a second in two years. And it's like, Oh, now he's back on television. I, I just, I think it's such a bad look. I, I totally agree with you. I mean, it'll be interesting what they do tonight on SmackDown. But uh, Jay, I guess moving on to the story that I thought we were going to lead off with was the three big, the three big returns in the last basically you know week and week and a half. Uh, you had Selena Vega returning to SmackDown. You had Tegan Knox returning uh, at NXT Great American Bash. Then you had Alistair Black debuting for AEW. Which one do you want to start with? Yeah, I mean Zelina Vega's pretty big surprise. I mean, they're both they're all big surprises. I would say the Alice of Black one is interesting. Um, you know, and he has a chance to make the biggest impact. You know, uh, so yeah, let's start let's start with that one. All right. So Alistair Black, uh, the former a uh, real real name Tommy End, who was very big, you know, on the Indies and is that his spoke- actual name, Tommy I, End? I believe so. That's a cool name. Tommy something. But um, so earlier on Wednesday, he released on his Instagram a like three or four minute like uh, mini short film introducing the Malachi uh, black character, which, you know, was interesting little video of him in a uh, mental institution and, you know, him basically breaking. And um, and then on AEW, he came he came out. uh, The fans were, were, you know, chanting Tommy. So they knew who he was, of course, which is always which is always a good thing. Um, and the announcer, you know, Excalibur told us who he was. But 
he made his big return. Looks like his first feud will be with Cody Rhodes. And that's kind of how most guys, when they first come in, they feud with, it seems like they've been feuding with uh, Cody. So that's a, a good first feud. Hopefully they could hold off to all out. And that maybe to be the match Cody versus uh, black. I think that could be a very good first feud for him. But I think the more interesting thing with him is the idea that, which has come out uh, the following day, was that Dave Meltzer's and the people of that elk are saying that, which we've spoken about in the past, when people from NXT are released, they have a 30-day no-compete clause, and people on the main roster have a 90-day. But somehow there was a clerical error, and he never his was never extended to the 90-day. So he didn't have to wait until All Out, which I guess August 31st was when those contracts expired. But he, he was able to debut. I thought he had a really good debut. I thought the way they handled it with early in the night in the bull rope match, I'm not, uh, it was a bull, strap match, sorry, strap match. match. They had the lights go out and they said, you know, because of the weather and everything, I was affected, all of a sudden lights went out again and that's when he debuted. I thought that was done pretty well. I think, you know, he could have a good impact in uh, AEW, but I think it'd be really interesting to see how he's, de- how, you know, they progress. Does he lose to Cody? Does he beat Cody? Is that, you know, a way to get Cody off TV for a longer period of time? You know, it'll be interesting how they handle it, but I think he's a really good signing for the company, to say the least. Yeah, I mean, he's a fantastic wrestler. Um, his character was completely over in NXT. Um, I, I think he was getting over in the main roster, and then they dicked around with him. I think he has a lot of potential. I think he's, you know, a lot of these guys who got released are not going to get signed by AEW. And I think AEW's done a good job of saying we're going to sign the big guys. They signed Leo Rush, but, you know, he's retired. They signed Andrade, and they signed Alistair Black. And I think those are – and, you know, Christian Cage as well. You know, those are really good signings. Now, how are they going to fill all these people on these shows? I have no idea. Yesterday's show was really entertaining. I don't think the best match quality, but I thought it was an entertaining show. How they fit all these people into all this stuff, I have absolutely no idea. And make everybody shine. Uh, I'm not sure how they do that, but you know, I'm, I'm, you know, they're, they're, they're figuring it out. So yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Cody. Obviously he's kind of the, the gatekeeper. He's the main eventer, um, by the way. And you guys could tell me in the chat if you think I'm wrong. I mean, I I life train. So Cody and, and Brandy had a kid, right? Great. They have a daughter. The daughter's name is Liberty. Do we think that Cody named the daughter Liberty for his gimmick? Liberty America. I feel like he definitely named this kid Liberty because of for his gimmick. He's got the tattoo. He he's just I I don't I don't know. He I I don't know. Cody Cody worries me sometimes. But um yeah, I I think it should be a good feud. I think let's see where Tommy End goes with this because I think sometimes his promos are a little bit all over the place, and you know they need him to be focused in these promos. It can't be talking two minutes, like, uh, you know, the ultimate warrior promos in the eighties. Like it's gotta be, you know, kind of have a beginning and an end and kind of be defined. So let's see where that goes. Um, but yeah, no, I'm definitely excited for the feud. I think it could be a good feud. I think, you know, I, I, I think you have to have Alistair black win. I, I think you have to have him win. They're bringing him in as a big time guy. I think you have to have him win. So, you know, I, I, I see that being one of the all-out matches for sure. And I think, like I said, I think that's a good first dude. I think he, he will win. I mean, but unfortunately, the prior history of some of these guys coming in to face Cody 
hasn't always gone that way. I mean, you know, Lance Archer came in with the first feud. Cody beat him. Um, yeah. But no, but no offense to Lance Archer. He's not. Oh, no. Not, I, you know what I mean? He's not. I think, I think, you know, Lance Archer went to Japan, had a really good reputation, came in, has done, you know, done a great job. Um, I think he should have won more. But I think Black has a little bit more cachet. And I think fans see him as a big, more of a big time guy. A uh, guy who's always underutilizing the WWE, who has a lot of potential. So I think he does get a big push. I think the other thing is we are seeing some, the the kind of beginnings of All Out, and I I do I do like that kind of long term storytelling that they've that they're doing. Um, so we are definitely seeing the beginning of of All, of all Out here. Yeah, uh, so we have a couple of comments in the chat. Uh, Alex Mercado, who uh, is a great com- contributor every week when we do these shows. Cody doesn't need to go over, please. So that's a, definitely an agreement with me. He and, does not need to go and, over. Uh, he also wrote, Archer is lost in the shuffle. Yeah. I agree with that, but you know what? I do think that it's his character, and we, we can mostly talk about this another week, but his character, I think, is, I don't know if you remember back to the original ECW, there was the character called 911. Yeah. He almost feels like he's, I mean, I don't know but if it's- 911 couldn't wrestle. That's why he had these, that's why he was his character. Because 911 couldn't wrestle, so he just killed people. They accentuated his positives. He was a big guy who could kill people, but he couldn't wrestle a long match. Lance Archer is really good in the ring. Absolutely. I mean, I thought, you know, and we can get into this later, but I actually thought that the Dan Lambert, a.k.a. playing, you know, Jim Cornette, uh, this past week on AEW, I thought his promo was really good. And I thought, you know, I thought, I thought we were going to see, like, Tom Lawler or someone from MLW come out because he's been – uh, very involved with MLW, with King, um, with King Mo and stuff like that. So I thought we were going to see him come out for that. And he's been very funny in MLW. He does, he does a good job. He does a good job. He's a good heel. Yeah, he's, he's one of these guys who somehow is going to work for every single company, you know, in the next couple of years. I mean, he was in TNA before that. Uh, he was, and you know, I think he was Bobby Lashley's uh, manager or one of his influencers, influencers back in the uh, TNA days, you know, because he was part of uh, the um, – his stable of M- uh, in MMA, but uh, Jay, we'll get, we'll try if we have time, get back a little bit more to uh, AW later on the show. But the other, one of the other two big returns was Selena Vega on SmackDown. Now we heard a couple of months back that she went to the performance center uh, to do some vignettes and different things. And we all thought maybe she's coming back. And I think part of that, was when she was coming back, we thought maybe there was a chance Black was coming back. But what did you think of her return? And do you think it's a little weird that she comes back and she loses on her first night back? But Or the fact she's a heel, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, that one. It's a heel. She's a heel. It doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, and she, like, never wins <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I, I thought I thought it was fine. I thought her return was fine. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised to see her return, especially with Black being in AEW. I thought it'd be a great opportunity for AEW to get another woman's wrestler who could be a manager, maybe even work with Aleister Black. But, you know, she's back in the WWE. She goes. We'll see how long she's there for. Um, I think she's great on the mic, as she always is. And I think in the ring, she's adequate enough. Does she have a big impact, you know, on the women's roster? I guess we'll wait and see, but I think she is one of those people with, you know, Bailey, unfortunately getting hurt, who might be kind of given the reins or given the opportunity because she can get herself over on a mic. So even if her match quality isn't great, 
if she's working with women who are pretty quality, then I think, you know, she'll kind of be able to get over that way. So um, yeah, good for her to return. And, you know, one of the things that we've heard, I think from Meltzer was that WWE officials, I guess, have apologized to to Zelina Vega. And I also think she's back on Twitch. So I guess they've kind of figured that agreement out. So, you know, good for her, um, you know, getting her job back. And then hopefully she uh, stays with the company. They seem to be releasing everybody nowadays. So let's hope she stays. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. I, th- I thought her, her return on SmackDown was fine. I mean, by the end of the night, I kind of me almost kind of forgot about it because, you know, middle of the show. Um, I think it's interesting on what they do with her. I mean, she's in the, in the Money in the Bank match. It looks like, you know, they're setting up 14 different feuds for Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan with her. Liv Morgan with possibly, you know, Carmella. Liv Morgan possibly even with Sonya Deville if she comes back, you know, because she's basically the authority figure who's stopping her from getting in the match. So I think it's going to be interesting, you know, what you do with her. Um, I agree. She's gotten a lot better in the ring than when she first was. Um, I do think what a lot of people have said, you know, they wish that she wound up going with Black to AEW, you know, as either his mouthpiece or um, Andrade's mouthpiece. But I think she's got a chance to be good, especially, and, you know, maybe she gets a chance now with the injury to Bailey, you know, she could be one of those people who's on the SmackDown Brown SmackDown brand who they now have to rely on a little bit more because they're missing one of their big guns. So that could be a good thing for a perfect timing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll see if that's what they do and where they go with her. Um, you know, I, we'll talk about money in the bank. I'm sure I'll preview that, but you know, I, I think there's a very good chance her or Liv Morgan win this money in the bank. Interesting. I haven't really actually had a chance to think about it. Who is, but I, the story they're telling it could very well be Liv Morgan, or she or she gets in the match and she's ultimately screwed by Sonya Deville. But we'll talk more about that, you know, in the in the coming weeks. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so just quickly in the chat, uh, Alex with another thing here. Hopefully she she doesn't end up like Lana, you know, being punished for the sins of uh, of others and. Uh, also, Jackie Endy from the You Don't Know Jackie podcast, you know, has joined us. And, of course, uh, we, we can't allow this. Alex, don't put her over more than she needs to be putting in, you know, you don't know Jackie uh, in the in the chat. We, we, we'll give her her props later on. Uh, but, uh, Jay, the final return was Tegan Knox, And this will lead into our Great American Bash uh, takeover conversation. But. I th- we both discussed last week that we thought that there was a good chance it was either going to be her or Finn Balor with the return from the battery. I'll be honest, I didn't think it was the greatest return. It felt a little bit clunky, to I put agree. it nicely. I agree. You know, it's good to see you back. She's come back from, I think, three three major surgeries. Hopefully, you know, she can stay healthy and, you know, still continue to be a key focus if possible. But um, what was your thoughts on her return? And do you think she, I mean, because she was in a dark match right beforehand on Monday, which kind of gave her the way she was coming back. But do you think the dark match was just to see if she was good? Or do you think we're leaning towards her, you know, short, short return, have, have the feud with um, the Poison Pixie and then move up to the main roster? Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't, I mean, she'd be a great baby face. I, and I mean, be on both, both these rosters, Badly need baby faces. There's no baby faces on Raw except for someone named Nikki Ash. Um, <laughs> Almost and, then they, and then they have 18 million tweeners slash heels. 
um, a specifically approximately 18 million. And then SmackDown is just chock full of heels. So Antigua Knox is just a natural baby face. She's pretty. She's got um, a great story. She's got a great gimmick. Um, so yeah, she'd be just a natural, uh, really good baby face. Um, yeah, I think, you know, you had this feud with Candice LeRae and then bring her up to the main roster immediately. Um, I, I think, you know, she's had these major injuries. So it's like, listen, like either, you know, it's going to work or it's not going to work for her. Um, it's tough. Cause like, I like her so much, uh, as an in-ring performer, I think she's one of the better in-ring performers, um, you know, wrestlers, you know, in, in the WWE, but I'm so scared of her getting hurt, you know? And so I, I just hope she's able to maintain her health and, and stay healthy and, and, you know, keep those knees in check, but she's a fantastic performer. Uh, she's going to definitely help uh, NXT and she's going to bring something different to the women's division, kind of like that, you know, white meat baby face that we don't see that often, I don't think. And so, you know, we'll see. I think they could tell a good story with her and Candice LeRae. Hopefully Indy Hartwell doesn't get kind of lost in a shuffle with this uh, Dexter Loomis nonsense. Um, so, yeah, we'll kind of see see where things go. But um, good for Tegan Knox to return. I'm really happy for her that she's back. And, you know, hopefully they do some good things with her. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's always a little bit hard to push somebody as far as you might because, you know, injury concerns of the past. But I, I do think that she can be a mid-level to maybe even a little bit higher babyface on a SmackDown, you know. And I and maybe the reason I think she could be. I mean, she. I mean, she can be. I mean, if if Liv Morgan can get this rub, I mean, she's way better than Liv Morgan. She could absolutely be a main event level person on SmackDown. There's no doubt. Her in ring ability. How many women on SmackDown in ring are better than her? Bailey and Sasha. Like that's pretty much it. Um, so, you know, uh, I, you know, I don't know, but you're right. The injury thing is something that, you know, they have to be leery of, but what do you do? Not push her because she's going to get hurt again. You either push her or you don't you know, give her, you know, give her the chance or you release her. Like, well, you know, what are we doing here? Right. So. Absolutely. Um, well, and like I said, we'll continue to look to see how, how things go. So let's, let's talk a little bit about NXT great American bash. I thought as an overall show, I thought it was a solid to good show. It didn't blow me away. I mean, I think if you were talking which of the two shows are better, Road Rage or Great American Bash, Great American Bash was a better show. Absolutely. Totally admit that. And I know as the AW smart mark or the fanboy, you expect me to say the other one. But I do think it was a really good show. But I don't know if this show, and I know Jay always says, I don't know, what the, I don't know, you know how to judge it. I just don't know if this show really moved the needle. For me personally, thought it was good. I thought maybe it was a little bit of the return was kind of like whatever by the end of the night. But, you know, I thought Cole versus O'Reilly was was very well done. I think it was better than their no holds barred match, whatever it was called. You know, it's stand and deliver. I thought the tag team title, both tag team title matches were good. Maybe I expected a little bit more from Ciampa and uh, I don't think they gave that enough time. I think it was really good. For the time they gave it, but I think it should have gotten a little bit. John Moore pointed out on ProWrestling.net. Former guest I feel like it should have gotten a little bit. Yeah, former guest of the show. I feel like it should have gotten a little bit more time. So I, I feel like we we kind of left something to be desired there. Um, but overall, I thought it was a good show. I thought it was a solid show. Um, the Cole O'Reilly match was awesome. It was a very, very good match. Um 
you know, the tag matches were good. Uh, the match for the million dollar belt was a solid, solid match. The Gargano cross thing, Corey, I don't, they got to get this guy to go to the main roster. I mean, Gargano basically did the same promo that Cole did, but not as good. Like, how many times are you going to say, oh, you know, you're made for the main roster and you can't lace my boots and you can't lace my, I mean, you know, you can do that promo once, but you can't keep doing it. You can't keep going down the well. So, uh, you know, I, and does Gargano win this title? I mean, is the idea that Cross is going to go to the main roster and Gargano is going to win this title? It, you know, it almost feels like, and we've said this in the past, that the feud is Samoa Joe versus everyone. And I don't know if he's cleared or not yet, but coming out of everything that's happened over the last couple of weeks, I don't see Gargano winning. I think he's a stepping stone to set up a match with Samoa Joe. And I don't know if you, with the uh, injuries and the concussions and everything else, if you can go and put the title on Joe right away. But it feels like you, you know, you have your SummerSlam takeover in what little less than a month. I don't see them taking the title off of him yet. I could see him, I could see Cross losing the title to someone else on, you know, uh, takeover weekend at SummerSlam. But I think part of my problem is with not even Cross, but Cross, I think right now we can say is a full fledged heel. It feels like all things he's doing is a heel. And maybe the reason why I'm not as into Gargano and the Cole, I mean, the Cole stuff was, the promo was great, but it's heel versus heel. And it kind of doesn't do anything for me. And I think that kind of makes it a little bit less interesting. And like you say, you know, the only reason why Cross would win this title right now is if you're going to, I mean, sorry, the only reason why Gargano is going to win the title is if you're taking Cross to the main roster. And it just doesn't feel like maybe with the gimmick and everything else, Gargano is the guy to do it. I agree 100%. I think you made a, a great point about Samoa Joe possibly being a guy to take the title. I mean, here's the thing, Corey. We can't do this thing where we don't know if he's healthy. We don't know if he's healthy. If he's wrestling, if they clear him to wrestle, then he's healthy. Mm-hmm. It's like a player being hurt in a sport. If you're playing, you're healthy. That's kind of the way I look at it. You can't make an excuse that, oh, he played hurt and all this bullshit. If he's cleared to play, he's going to play. If not, don't be out there. And with Samoa Joe, if he's cleared to wrestle, he's wrestling. You're going to do it, you know, same thing with like Tegan Knox. If you have her out there, she could be the NXT Women's Champion or Tag Team Champions or whatever. And so um, I think it would be a good spot for Joe. And we've talked about this before, right? NXT needs, they need a star on the brand. Um, It's still a very good show. It's still a good roster but they need some star on the brand. And I, I, Samoa Joe is that guy. He's the non-wrestler and you see it from the fans reaction to him and just his presence. And it's not just cause he's like bigger than all the NXT guys. Like it's his presence as well. He just stands out. And so hopefully he's you know healthy and, and will be cleared soon and he'll be able to wrestle for the, for the title. But if he does, I fully expect him to win the title. Fully expecting the win. Well, talking about stars and something that's been 50-50 with the fan base on what people thought about it, I put in our Facebook group, I think I even put on our Twitter, on that a guy who's just on a different level when it comes to NXT, and I think you even wrote the whole entire you know wrestling industry right now, you had the segment of the Shane Strickland, I'm sorry, sorry, Swerve Scott. I always forget his, his new name. Surf Squats, uh, Surf Squ- uh, Scott's Celebration Cypher, I think it was called. Yeah. What was your opinion 
on on the segment, and I I really enjoyed the segment. I think the only thing that I didn't love was I think it went a little a little. It went it went way too long. They should have just wrapped on the stage and then ended it there. I thought then they went to the ring and then they kept rapping. I'm like, like rap songs do do not go this long. Like this is like a Metallica song. Like rap songs do not go this long. Um, but it was too long, way too long. But it was dope. Like it was like you, like you just don't listen. Pro wrestling is a very very white. The um, power powers. You know we love AEW. All the people in power there are other than Tony Khan are white. Mm-hmm. Uh, WWE. All the power people there are white. NXT. All the power people there are white. So you don't often see black culture portrayed always in the best of light. That's kind Other of the way, that, that's the way, yeah, that's the way that it's been for years and years and years. And New Day was one of the, I think the first acts to really break that. Uh, it wasn't like, oh, there's these black guys that need to be rapping. It's like, no, you can be black and kind of be a nerd and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And so now Hit Row is just doing it completely differently. You know, they have a record. Apparently, they have a legitimate record. Um, I guess I should download this on Spotify, something to work out to. But it was just, it's just so different from what we see in professional wrestling. And that's not to say it's going to be great and everyone's going to love it. I don't know. Um, I think, you know, there's a lot of fans who don't like rap music. I think there's a lot of fans who maybe don't like black people. So, you know, or the black culture and stuff like that. So, I don't know. I, I I think it'll be interesting to see how it'll be received moving forward. But I think it's something that's innovative. It's something that's different. Wrestling is the same that that it was in the seventies. It's the same heel versus baby face dynamic, same sure. type of dynamic, the same type of thing. And you know, we've had certain stables that have been different over the years. NWO, Bullet Club, DX, right? Nation of Domination. This is different. This feels different. This is different. You got a woman in there who's a badass. You got Top Dollar who's a badass. Um, Adonis, I don't think he could rap his whatever paper bag. That's why he's a DJ. But uh, God bless him. But it's just, and Swerve who, who can legitimately rap. So it's just a fantastic group. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm really happy for Swerve, Swerve Scott because we know I, he, we've both been a fan of his for a really, really long time. And, and I'm so glad he's getting this opportunity. And that's why, I, you know, NXT is still my favorite show because I just, what, what they're doing, I think is, is what, what they're doing with this group, I think is so cool and so different. And they're giving them the, they're giving them the chance to say, you know what, we're going to let it ride and see how you guys do. And I really uh, appreciate that they're doing that. So uh, two things here. One, just a couple things from the chat. Uh, Felipe writes, uh, rap songs don't last th- this long. Have you listened to a Logic album? Uh, I <laughs> say I have it, but I'm, Jay apparently got that joke. Yeah. And uh, uh, Alex writing, they even do that to Latino wrestlers, but saying, you know, with the, the stereotypes. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Hundred, hundred, hundred thousand percent. I totally agree. Now, the I guess the other thing, I guess, that made it a little bit weird for me 
was the idea when it went so long, usually on all of these celebrations, which I think is a good thing that they weren't interrupted. It just meant that, you know, it, was, it felt like me more like a respect thing where they were just like, we're not going to mess with these guys. But when these segments go so long, you usually expect someone out there to come out and make a challenge and not yeah. just for the whole time, I think, especially when it's a heel group. And I, yeah. I think we could say they're a heel group. You know, they're not yes. exactly, uh, you yes. know, so, I mean, there's, yes. there's nothing there to say that they're the baby faces at the moment. And I think Swerve Scott has- he, he literally cheated. He literally cheated to win. He's a, he's a heel. But um, like I said, I think he's one of these guys, especially this whole group that we're going to be looking at for the next couple of months. And seeing their progression and see exactly how they do a lot of these things and, and what will work and what they learn from, you know, things that may not. And I mean, Corey, does Bronson Reed, I mean, is he gone? <laughs> is he already gone? Right. I agree with you. I expected someone to come out, especially like when they went to the ring. I figured they would do their song on the stage. And when they went to the ring, I'm like, oh, someone's got to come out and interrupt them. Uh, but the fact that that didn't happen, you know, I, Bronson Reed is not wrong, long for NXT, I don't think. So, um, you know, maybe he'll appear. Uh, maybe he'll be one of the – are there still spots for Money in the Bank? Uh, yeah, it's SmackDown. We've got Cesaro versus Seth uh, this week, and then they have one more, which will either be what they did on Raw with the three losers bracket, or they could debut, you know, maybe a new guy, maybe a Bronson Reed there. So there you I go. See what they do. And that is also, our- also, one last thing, Corey. I know we are talking a lot about guys moving up. Interesting that Karen Cross specifically mentioned in his promo that he wants to be WWE champion and headline WrestleMania. I thought that was that 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 was interesting to me that he specifically mentioned that. Now, who knows if they just kind of are letting him go, if he said that on purpose because everyone thinks he's a main roster guy. But it was interesting that they had that line in there because rarely does any NXT guy in a promo mention the main roster. Just interesting to me. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, so uh, let's talk a little bit about this past week. And if you want to bring up anything from last week, because we taped the show before uh, AW came on the air. But Ro- uh, Road Rager, I thought was a solid show. I didn't think there was anything there that really stood out. I mean, two of my the two favorite things from the two shows this week were non-wrestling things. I thought, like I said, the hit row thing, I think might be my favorite thing of the week in wrestling. And then I really enjoyed, you know, the stuff with the Dan Lambert uh, promo, which we brought up a little while ago. I didn't think anything on the show was was particularly bad. I really enjoyed the Darby Allen uh, segment. No, that was yeah, it was a really good segment. I thought that was very. I thought that was very good. I really like Carl Anderson's promo too. Um, you know, I thought I I thought it's hard because it's like they haven't had him do a whole lot. Um, but you know, they showed the footage with New Japan, they showed how kind of big of a deal he was. Styles made an appearance on uh, AEW. We can start those rooms. I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed that. It's gonna be interesting how they handle that next week with Moxley, who apparently now has a shaved head. Uh, sorry to spoil that, but it's been on the internet. So I mean, we, we know he's been losing it for a while, so we this was coming, it's just coming. But um, another segment that I really liked was the um. Guy who's might be the most over person in wrestling right now, besides Roman Reigns. Hangman. Hangman Adam Page. That crowd, and I understand that you could say, and I, I don't think you're going to disagree with me on this, but you can say that you know fans just want to go and be happy, and yeah. a lot of things are going to be given a chance during this time period to like. But the when uh, Evil Uno went and even hinted at who it might be, the chance for cowboy shit 
and all of that was just it was basically deafening there was points of the night where the crowd didn't see super into things but at that moment hangman page you know double or nothing he felt like a star one of the had the loudest pops of the night but again he is the guy that you know now you could really say feels like he should be the guy who beats kenny omega and i just really hope they are smart enough with all of these super shows they're doing over this month to still hold off for that match at all out. Yeah, I mean he's the he's the top baby face in the company in my eyes. Um, I mean, I guess you could say Cody and Jericho. Um, so you know, you could say Cody and Jericho. So I I, I would give you that. Um, but you know, other than those two, Moxley. Okay, there's a few guys. Okay, there's a few guys. But he's one of the bigger baby faces in the company. Let's put it that way. And yeah, I think it's his time. Um, it's his time to win the title for sure. I like how they've done it where they haven't had him cut, cut a promo saying he wants to win. There's been some nervousness with him, some trepidation with him wanting to challenge for the title. Um, you know, I think I like this, this story because, you know, we see this with athletes, right? A lot of these guys have performance coaches. Um, I don't know if anybody listening has watched like the F1 series on Netflix, but like all these F1 racing car drivers have a oh, performance. Okay. I was wondering what F1 yeah, yeah, F, yeah, F1 racing. All these guys have performance coaches who helps them mentally, helps them get ready for the races from, you know, this sports psychologist for all these teams, right? And so I think sometimes we don't think about athletes as people and we don't think about these guys having their confidence shaken for whatever reason, right? And so I think we're seeing that with Adam Page. He, his confidence is shaken because he's lost to um, he's 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 lost to Omega in the past. The issues that he's had with the elite, and so I think that kind of factors into it. And I love that they're telling that story. That he's not like, yeah, I'm just gonna go out there and beat him. He's not sure. Um, and so and and I'm sure that's gonna keep building, you know, toward all out. So I, I think it's a tremendous story, Corey. And AW does some stupid shit, but they really usually hit these long-term stories pretty well. And I think they're doing a very good job with Adam Page. And I do, th- and we'll, and this is one of our next things we'll talk about, but I do think it was very interesting that the basically the day before the pre-sale went for all out, we got the, f- really got the first, first taste of Hangman versus Omega. And I don't think that's, you know, something that you could say is one has nothing to do with the other. You know, so, I mean, I think they're very smart on that. I do think, though, it's going to be interesting how much interaction will these guys have before All Out? You know, I mean, are we going to have, you know, tag matches with the Bucks and Omega versus, you know, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson and, you know, him? Or do we not have them touch for still like another month and a half? You know, so, I mean, I like the fact that we finally have a a full direction and you didn't have to be watching, you know, uh, all the YouTube shows to know what's going on. We've finally gone to where we need to be. But what's your thoughts? Do you think that they can keep these guys separated for another basically month and a half? Or do you think that's going to be like tag matches after tag matches? The the, the latter. I mean, there's going to be tag. You know, they got to get, they got to have the dark orders. They got to give them something to do. Mm-hmm. And they've been defending him. So they're going to have to be in matches. Paige is going to have to wrestle somebody. So you would assume that'd be in a, you know some type of tag match. You know, maybe it's, you know, I don't know. Uh, it could be Carl Anderson and Gallows and the Bucks against, you know, Page and a guy, bunch of guys from the Dark Order. You know, they could do different things. 
I hope they keep Omega and Page away from each other in terms of having some match. I really hope they do that. I don't know that they will, but one way they could do it is if, you know, if they had a tag match, they could have Page beat Omega and then that gives them the confidence to say, okay, I want to challenge you for the title, you know? So there's, there's ways they could do it, or maybe that, you know, the elite beats up the dark order so much. You feel like she has a challenge for the title. I, I think there'll be some event that happens that causes them to say, okay, now that this has happened, and I know they hinted at it a little bit yesterday. Um, so I do think there'll be some physical interaction with them. I do hope it's not a match, but they do something that causes Paige to either build his confidence up or say like, you know, forget about the fact that I don't have a lot of confidence. I want to defend my buddies and I need to fight you for the title. So we'll so, see. We'll see how they decide to do it. So a couple of things here. Um, I apologize to Jackie that, you know, I wasn't putting her over earlier because uh, apparently, Corey, are you going to get the moxie cut? Uh, no, I don't have that much self-confidence to, to go uh, skinhead on, on, on the group. Um, I think the bald look, I mean. It works for know, some, not for others. But I mean, like, what are uh, we doing? What, I mean, what are we doing? Yeah, you, nope. I mean, you may as well just, you know, you're lying to yourself here. In my opinion, I mean, it's, it's going, I mean, just. So anybody who's going just to go bald, is that, is that your, uh, is that your theory? I mean, you're going. Oh, thank you. So if it was just light up there, maybe you keep it up there, but it's, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's going. No, 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 no. Cause you don't want the Hulk Hogan thing. Once the top totally goes, it's going to look real bad. So either you kind of get rid of it now to get on top of it because what's there is going to grow back or you do the, um, the, the, what is it? Keeps the keep keeps thing. It's the hair thing to help you grow your hair. Plugs? No, it's called keeps. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's called keeps. I don't listen. I don't know how long I'm going to have this for. So, you know, who knows? <laughs> All right. So the last thing on uh, a W quickly, which a lot of people, and speaking of people who, you know, most likely should are a little bit older, um, you had the Jericho MV, uh, Jericho MVP, sorry, uh, Jericho, yeah, versus one of the MVPs of the company, uh, MJF, the one of the true heels still left in professional wrestling. Yes. Um, when every, and this is funny, just totally off topic, but MJF, the only person who basically bandmouthed the Jacksonville fans after, you know, we, we didn't get a chance to talk about that video, which I thought was a really good video at the end of last week's show, but he went online and was like, the sooner I could get away from the Jacksonville fans, the better. So, you know, everyone's, you know, praising the last 18 months. And of course, he's just hamming it up as a heel. But what was your thoughts on their interaction? And do you agree with me that the idea of the four people he, uh, Jericho's have to face to go and get the match are the four members of the inner circle? Yeah, I would think so. Makes sense. Um, I enjoyed their interaction. Jericho really played a cool. Jericho's been rocking the Jays lately, so that's been that's been an interesting change for him. But um, no, I, I I enjoyed their interaction. Uh, MJF is just, I mean, he's just, you know, we've talked about Reigns and how much I've enjoyed him, but it's no disrespect to MJF. He is just a, just an incredible, incredible, uh, on the mind. I mean, he's a generational talent. He really is. Uh, he really is. So yeah, no, um, a great setup for whatever this, this, this match is going to be. And now I'm going to say this and people are going to get mad at me. Jericho is 50 years old. He is not the Jericho of 1997. 
his matches sometimes a little fall a little short in terms of match quality. So him wrestling four guys, how long is that going to take? How long <laughs> going to be there for? So it could be it could get a little ugly. So we'll see we'll see how they choose to to really figure it out. But um, yeah, stipulation makes some sense. I feel like he should have made it harder. Like you know, like you have to quit AEW if you don't win. I feel like they should have had some more stipulation other than you got to face these four guys and beat them. But you know, I mean, it is what it is. So yeah, we'll we'll see uh, we'll see how they get go with that. I want you to. I just put in the in our private chat. This is what Felipe wrote. So I, I think you would. I think you should read this. <laughs> Those hair restoration medic medications mess up your libido. I'm sorry if I had to have to pick between my hair. And my ability to get an erection without the use of medications, the choice is pretty obvious. I mean, I, I don't have experience with those medications, um, but I would completely agree. If they say keeps that keeps your hair but does not keep your ding dong up, then clearly you've <laughs> got to go with the you got to go with getting rid of keeps. No keeps for me. No keeps for me. So hey, Corey, do your thing. But yeah, so but here's what I'm gonna say: if that if that or if that top goes. Do not do some Hulk Hogan bullshit where you got just the sides. Get rid of the whole thing. That's, I understand. That, that's the only thing I ask for. I got you. And I, I got it. And I think my forehead's big enough to uh, looking at the camera right now to, to actually play a movie on. So I'm, I understand. I, I can see the problem. But uh, Jay, I, like I said, I thought both shows were, were solid this week. And I'm just giving more more, more fuel to the fire for for, for Jackie Endy and, um, you know, Instagram posts for this episode. Um <laughs> But let's see. Let's talk about the idea of the you know everybody's coming back. WWE. Some of the shows are selling pretty fast. Some are taking a little while, but it was in less than an hour. And I understand that's a little bit skewed because there was a pre-sale the day before. And but same thing. Those pre-sales basically went instantly. AW All Out August. I'm sorry, August uh, September fifth in Chicago. Eleven thousand plus seats is sold out again. So that when we went. Two years ago, it sold out and, you know, record time. This time it also sold out. What's your thoughts on AW for second time in three years selling out uh, the show? And do they kind of need to go to bigger venues? if They're going to sell out like this. Yeah, I don't know what the deal with Chicago is. So it's interesting, right? So they keep saying, like, we're going to Austin or we're going to Chicago, but they're not actually in the city. So they're not at like the United Center. Um, which I believe has more capacity. And even in Austin, they're not actually in Austin. They're in a, like a city outside of Austin. Uh, so it's interesting that they're not actually in the, in the actual um, arena, um, like in the actual city, a little bit outside. Um, I think that they're fine. I, I think you'd rather sell out a small place than have empty seats in a big place. And they're also a very young company still. They're still working on that. They're still working on, doing the Allegiant Stadium shows. But also, Corey, they're going to be at, what, Arthur Ashe Stadium in Queens, right? So that's going to be a very big show. I'd love for them to be at MSG at some point. Uh, they're going to be at the Prudential Center, which is going to be a big show. So I think they're working their way there. But I don't, I, I don't think we need to rush the progress. I don't think they need to be at – I don't think we need to have them be at Tampa Bay Bucks Stadium yet. Let's let them keep getting their feet wet and keep building an audience and – um, and you know, they'll, they'll get there eventually, but I mean, Corey, listen, there's a reason why I moved here. 
Corey is uh, Chicago is one of the best wrestling cities in the country, one of the best sports cities in the country. And people here really like care about wrestling and care about sports. And so that doesn't surprise me. They're going to sell out. And now it's gotten to the point where, and I think it's great that they're just going to have all out. It sounds like in Chicago every year, because you know, this is where it started. This is where it's, I don't think I, did I live here then? I don't know if I lived here then I might've, but the, um, I might've just, I think I just moved. Yeah. I just moved. Um, but anyway, this is, this is where it started. Um, the, the kind of birth of the, of, of, of all elite wrestling. So, you know, the idea of Cody and the Bucks saying, we're going to do a show in Chicago and we're going to self finance the show. And obviously it'd be great. And I think Tony Khan saw that and BTE and he's like, shit, I could do a company based on this. So, and, and they have, and they're very successful. So um, yeah, I, I think it's great for AEW and it show, just shows how much their business continues to progress, which is great for the wrestlers and great for us as fans. Yeah, and uh, we got a couple things in the chat just quickly. Alex Mercado uh, writing, they mostly would, you know, only sell out, you know, like this in the big cities, which I could totally get. And Felipe wrote, uh, also keep in mind, Vince McMahon still has a stranglehold on these larger arenas to be the exclusive wrestling show at the stadium. So it's going to be interesting that, you know, can they sell out, you know, the biggest stadiums in, you know, Chicago or, you know, if they ever are able to do what, you know, ROH did with New Japan a couple of years ago with the Garden, could they sell out the Garden? I mean, yeah, it'll be only time I, we'll see, so. I agree. And, and those guys bring up some good points. The one thing I would say is, you know, Tony Khan is the son of Shad Khan who owns the Jaguars. Right. So he has ties in the NFL. So if they do big do big stadium NFL shows, you would think he'd have to have, I think part of the reason why MLW has been successful is the relationships that court Bauer has, has had with these television networks. Um, a big part of the reason why AEW is successful is because of the relationships that Tony Khan has had partially due or primarily due to his dad's, um, you know, connections because of the NFL. And so yeah, I, I, I think, uh, but I'm not ready to, to, to do these. Sometimes bigger shows are, are a mess in these big arenas. So let's just keep it where it is and enjoy it where it is and enjoy this for what it is for now. We don't need big stadium shows yet. I'm, I'm all set on big stadium shows for right now anyway. Yeah, and uh, just so everybody knows, and I actually spoke to uh, Felipe who, who lives in Chicago. We are actually tentatively right now. We have the tickets. We will be at AEW Dynamite on uh, September 1st, so we will uh, get a chance to see AEW again. We were unfortunately not able to be one of the lucky people to get tickets for All Out two years in a row, but uh, I'm sure that Dynamite will be pretty special. Um, Jay, before we move on just quickly, I thought about this. We had the debut of the former Aleister Black this past week. We still have three big more shows, Do you, and especially with the fact that the first round of WWE cuts officially be available uh, next Wednesday. Do you think every one of these weeks, do you think we get like a big surprise appearance or do you think that this was first show with live fans, not in Jacksonville? Why do something cool? I guess, you know, my, my, my question generally is, are we going to continue to see surprises over the next month or was this like a one and done thing? Just like you must watch on Wednesdays. They're going to have to do something for rampage. So I would assume 
one of these surprises is saved for Rampage. Um, so I think that happens. Tony Khan, I, I do believe, said in an interview from what I've read that there's going to be more surprises coming. So Tony Khan seems to like surprises. So I think we're going to get I think we're going to continue to get more of these more of these surprises coming. Uh, so I would say we'll continue to get more of them as we continue to go along uh, before all out. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, you know, there's still some big names. You know, we got the Chelsea Greens of the world and people like that. So we'll see when or if they uh, they start coming. And uh, my my th- my question is, you know, we had do we have one women's match on the show yesterday or two days ago? We had the we had the mixed tag match, right? Right. So you know, they they you know they. <sighs> And, I, you know, they have this Britt Baker-Nyla Rose feud, which I've enjoyed. Uh, Britt Baker, I think, is just a complete stud on the mic and has been really, really tremendous. But the other women aren't really doing much. Uh, clearly, they're putting over Statlander, and I think she's going to get a run here at some point. But they're not really doing a lot with a lot of the other women. So, um, you know, Tay Conti hasn't been on in a while. Now, maybe they're on Dark or Elevation. I don't really know. But... They haven't been doing a lot with them on, you know, the main shows. I wonder if they do bring in some women to kind of get that rolling again. Or if they go back to kind of like, listen, we got these major shows. And when we have these major shows, we don't have women on them, really. Um, So I I, I wonder, you know, but if they can bring in a Chelsea Green or a Peyton Royce or a Billy Kay, you know, some bigger names to kind of help out that division. Or Mickey they Jay. need it. They desperately need it. Yeah, I mean, I think the women's division has done better, but I, I agree they can use a little bit more life. But Corey, know, they didn't have Corey didn't have one match on the show. They didn't have one match other than that mixed tag match. That was it. You're right. You're, you're absolutely right. Um, so I mean, a couple things here in the chat: are the Iconics. Um, where are the uh, one of the first cuts free to sign elsewhere? Um, from what I was, from I've read, it's uh, Wednesday, this, this upcoming Wednesday. So I brought up, you know, Dynamite, and then you most likely will see quite a few of them on Slammiversary. And they've even, without saying it's going to be a new person, um, they did on Impact TV this past week say that Deanna Peraza will be facing someone, uh, an unknown opponent, which I think is a very good chance to see the Mickey James or Chelsea Green at Slammiversary. But uh, Jay, I don't know if you you know about this, and we'll start to wrap up after this. Um, have you heard about this thing with the Iconics and Buddy Murphy on the idea that even when their 90 days are up, they may not be able to sign on there because yeah, of work, because of work visa. Yeah. Work visas. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. a really interesting thing that, you know, if we had more time, we would talk about quite a bit today, but any quick thoughts on the situation on, on the work visa situation and how this might affect some of these people, you know, joining companies. Yeah, I mean, you have to, I, I don't know the work visa thing because I was born in the United States, but I know that it's, it can be like a complicated process. Um, you know, a buddy of mine moved from Australia and got a work visa and, and he's married now to an American woman. But um, I know that it's a pretty complicated process. And if they fired you, you wouldn't have your visa anymore. So you've got to reapply and so he's got to work. They they have to work at a place, and then I think they have to reapply for the visa. So now I think the thing with Peyton Royce that's interesting is she is married to an American, 
Well, wow, no, that's right. He's Canadian. Yeah, he's Canadian, yeah. Oh my God, that's right. So, I, yeah, yeah. So that's it's they're really a mess. Um, so I'm not. I yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That could definitely be um, be pretty complicated. I hope it's figured out. You know, I love Billy Kay, but you know, she's not great in the ring. Buddy Murphy is fantastic, and Peyton Royce has still still hasn't tapped into her ability completely yet. Um, I think she was kind of getting there and and starting to starting to get there, but I think she's got so much untapped potential that um, I think if she would have stayed in NXT a little bit longer, I think she would have hit it. Uh, but she just didn't have she just didn't have that that time, unfortunately, and was released before she really reached her potential. Again, WWE, you know, we we already know they don't know what they're doing. Um, that is true. And I guess one last comment. Uh, I love you, Alex, but unfortunately, both of them are married. Uh, he wrote, marry an iconic, Corey. So uh, if, if it was available. Billy Kay, Billy Kay's available. No, she's not. She's married also. Billy Kay's married? Yeah. She, was, she actually said that on the, uh, I think it was the, on the Renee, uh, Renee podcast or on another interview. She, uh, she on the uh, Busted Open radio. She they when they interviewed her, she mentioned that she was uh, she's married to somebody outside of uh, the wrestling industry. So, unfortunately, oh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up while we while we talk. Go ahead. <laughs> but uh, Jay, you know, like I said, we've discussed a lot of interesting things today. Uh, you want to go and let people know how they could follow us on uh, all the major social medias and a couple other things. Sure. So um, we are part of the Great Life Group podcasts. Um, we're usually on Thursday, but we just like change it up when we feel like it, I guess. So Monday, we've got Dong City with Henry and Vince, kind of a more standard traditional baseball podcast between the sticky stuff and Trevor Bauer and hey, baseball's a mess right now. A bit, a um, bit. We've got the Audible on Tuesdays. Corey was a guest host a few weeks ago. Training camp starting to ramp up. Uh, Thursdays, you've got us, Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Uh, you've got the step back with Jacob and Leon on Fridays. We've got the NBA finals. Let's go Suns plus 1600. And uh, Sunday, we've got total bases with Felipe and Sean. So uh, which is more of a fantasy fantasy show. So a lot of great shows, um, you know, all great guys uh, to listen to. And, you know, baseball's heating up. Basketball's obviously heating up. And you've got the dra- NBA draft after that. Um, and then football, obviously, is going to be in full swing here within the next month. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, usually there's nothing on Wednesday, but Jay, there is a, a podcast, a comedy podcast of the ages, as you sometimes say, which falls every other, usually every other Wednesday. Uh, you remember what the name of it might be? You don't know Jackie. You don't know Jackie, Jackie, Andy, Jackie, Rachel, Jackie, Corey, the comedy podcast for the ages. Uh, not Jackie, Corey, but, uh, I will, I appreciate the, uh, the love anyway. Um, we just put out after many weeks of talking about it, the second episode of why friends is the most overrated show in the history of television. Not uh, maybe those are my words, not everybody else. But um, if you listen to the podcast, you'll hear a lot of interesting points of view on that and other subjects. Uh, we're coming close to episode 100 in the next couple of uh, next couple of weeks. Uh, Hoping Jay is available for episode 100. Not exactly sure what we're talking about in episode 99. There's some ideas that are floating around. Uh, some maybe some Netflix shows that might be going on right now. Other topics, but you know, sh- make sure to go and follow to find out more. But um, 
Jay, last subject of the day, we've spoken multiple times on the fact that fans are coming back, all these shows are coming back. But uh, this weekend, we'll have the return of MLW with the uh, tapings for the Battle Riot and some other things that we don't know about yet. And then on Sunday, which is a little bit weird because usually the Ring of Honor pay-per-views have been on Friday nights, but we have Best in the World with ROH with, uh, don't know if our buddy Rocco, who you can check out uh, from a couple of weeks back, our... Uh, I believe half hour plus interview with him. Very interesting character. Go sh- be sure to check that out. But uh, Jay, what's what's your thoughts on uh, the return of MLW and uh, Ring of Honor? Yeah, so I don't have the cards in front of me. So you might have to enlighten me on that. Um, I know with Ring of Honor, because I just watched the show today, we've got Bandito against Roosh, which I think should be a great match. Um, I do think Roosh is a bit overrated. Uh, Bandito, I don't think has really any chance to win, uh, but Bandito is just a fantastic performer, so it should be a good match. We've got an interesting Jonathan Gresham against Matt, uh, Mike Bennett. Uh, Mike Bennett and Maria um, throughout the first pitch at uh, Wrigley Field yesterday, which was interesting. Good for them. Um, I don't know if anybody knew who the hell they were, but, you know, uh, who knows, right? So so good for Mike Bennett kind of getting a spot in a pure match, which I think could be interesting. Um other than that, I don't know. I don't know all the matches on the sh- on the card, but I think it should be should be a pretty good show as far as MLW go. Uh, returning goes, I'm happy for them to return or on Vice Land uh, or Vice TV and be in sports. Which they said that the the sorry to interrupt you. The, the battle riot will be free on being being sports uh, in the next couple of weeks. Okay, all right. So Vice it'll be live, and then it'll be on being sports. And what about YouTube? This- I believe YouTube as well. That's uh, also will still be going on. So that's okay. All right. Yeah. So good for them. And MLW has been doing it right. You know, they got David Richards there. I think they've got a couple of lucha luchadors who are who are um, making their making their appearance. So yeah, I, I think it should be a, a pretty fun a pretty fun weekend of wrestling. I you know Sunday night. The only thing is, I think the NBA Finals are on. Ugh. Man, they should have they picked it, but they couldn't have gone on Saturday because of the big UFC pay per view. So they were really, I mean, they were, I mean, they were screwed. Rocking hard they were screwed no matter what. I think maybe if they did, yeah, I, I, I think the show's like right around the time NBA finals are. So, um, okay, tag match PJ Black, Brian Johnson against the Briscoes. Okay, who cares? Uh, lethal against Brody King, whatever. Silas Young against Josh Woods last really? minute. You, you're, not, you're, not, you're not interested in Lethal versus uh, Brody King, Foundation versus... Uh, this yeah, I, yeah, that that could be interesting. Uh, last Man Standing with Silas Young and Josh Woods could be good. Tony Deppin against Dragon Lee. Um, Tony Deppin is... He's 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 not bad. Uh, but I think I think Dragon Lee should win that match. Uh, EC3 against Flip Gordon. Okay. Um, the... Trios tag matches We've got Shane Taylor promotions, uh, Dak Draper, Dalton Carlson, Eli uh, Isom. They've done a nice story with uh, the three of those guys, Dak Draper, Castle, and Isom. So that should be a fun match. Um, World title match foundation against violence unlimited. Obviously they've done a nice job with that story, pure title Grisham against Bennett. And then the world title Roosh against Bandito. So I don't know. We'll see a lot of crazy title changes and a lot going on. But let's see if, you know, I think Ring of Honor, what they need to do with, with this show, it's the first show with fans that they've had, they need it to be a big show. And it needs to feel like a big show. And they could really use a return 
a debut, something big to happen. I don't think you can end the show and just have it be Gresham wins the title, keeps the title, Roosh keeps the title, and nothing else happens. Or there's like some stupid brawl at the end. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see where they go. But I mean, it's definitely a good show. It's a, it looks like a very solid show. I think the perfect ending for this show would be lights go out after the main event. Final Destination starts to play. And because of the agreement between ROH and New Japan Pro Wrestling, you have the return of the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. Will it happen? More than likely not. But I think that would give this company a lot of buzz. And I think that would be really cool that, you know, you have Brian Danielson on possibly the shows in L.A. that are coming up in the next couple of weeks. I mean, he's a full-fledged free agent. He can go anywhere he wants. I mean, there are rumors that, you know, he could come back or not come back. I mean... But Jay, would you do you think if that happens at the end of the show where he's either challenging Rush or Bandito for the title, and that's your last image, the return of the American Dragon? I mean, that would be. I mean, that'd be incredible. I mean, that'd be incredible. Obviously, is it going to happen? No, but you know. No, I I think he's firmly WWE or gonna or gonna retire. Hmm. Um, I I just think he's been there for so long. He's made a ton of money. His wife's made a ton of money. You know, I mean. Now we got Japan issues again with COVID, uh, their state of emergency. It's like, you know, what's he going to do? So, I mean, anything is, you know, as Kevin Garnett says, anything is possible, but um, I don't see it. Well, uh, we spoke about a lot of interesting things this week. Just want to thank all the people who joined us in uh, the Facebook group today. Uh, Felipe, Alex, Jackie, uh, Drake, Drake. Who, yeah. Drake, who joined us. Um and of course, you know, check out Drake's podcast for all of your football needs, Fantasy Football Hustle. And, you know, check out You Don't Know Jackie, where we get closer to uh, episode 100. But, Jay, I think we covered a lot of cool things. And our usual ritual, I'll let you end off this uh, marathon of a show. I think we're done here. See ya.